Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the police. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Roker Report podcast in association with Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen and you join us just in the aftermath of uh, another Sunderland win, another uh, massive, massive victory for Lee Johnson and his side and I'm glad to be joined today by Craig again, how are we doing mate? Uh, I think I've probably just stopped sweating from Friday afternoon <laughs> and now the anxiety and the tension's rising again for Monday but uh, no, it was uh, it was a great win so I'm looking forward to, to getting stuck in about it. Yeah, and also Niall Bromley's here with me. Are you just as nervous, Niall? Aye. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was just saying before we started, I, I, I'm debating not watching the game. I mean, I will watch it because I know what I'm like. Shut up, man. It's just going to be yeah. It's just going to be one of them, and it? it's going to be a horrible, horrible ninety minutes unless we're four 0 up at half time. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll not go straight into the Peterborough stuff yet. We'll we'll look back quickly on the um, the win uh, against Oxford. It was a another massive three points, just huge. I mean. To come back from 1-0 down, Craig, to win the way we did, uh, it was clearly a very tense situation, which uh, I think actually added to the game and, and helped us in, you know, you see the way Max Power sprinted the length of the pitch to try and score the last goal. It was just a, a big occasion, big moment in the season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was colossal. And I think if we just kind of look back to what Nick Barnes said on the podcast with Chris last week when he was talking about character, he was saying, why should we... Should we doubt this Sunderland side and we should have confidence in them? And he was absolutely bang on. I mean, I thought we were okay for the opening five to ten minutes. And then, you know, once Oxford got settled, they perhaps looked the better side for the next 15 to 20. And we were somewhat sluggish. Our decision-making was a little bit questionable. But, you know, once we went behind, that's where I think we, we kind of finally kicked on a little bit. We had plenty of the ball. We began to ask a few more questions. And although, yeah, we were a little wasteful in the final third and we perhaps lacked that bit of composure, it just needed that moment of brilliance from Jordan Jones to spark it all, didn't it, just before half-time? And mm. I think you're talking about their, you know, maybe like their, the tension around what a big fixture it was. I think that's probably the goal that has led to maybe the half-time brawl or the Royal Rumble or whatever that's being referred to by Lee Johnson. But I think even once we'd come out for the second half, there was that inevitability as soon as Oxford went down to 10 that we perhaps knew we were going to nick that winner. I think we remained calm, we were fairly composed as we went on and again credit to Johnson was as soon as they went down to 10, you know, he didn't react like rash. There wasn't this sudden need to basically no. flood the box and bring like every attacking player on. You know, we, we kept our game plan, we, we stuck at it and I, I think we were the deserved winners in the end. Yeah, would you agree now? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think Oxford... 
you've seen what they have they're a good side and Max Power touched on it on his interview you know the league table does not reflect what they are look at Brandon Barker the yeah. way he in the, built that first goal they've got some good players like I mean even Henry the goal scorer yeah. great player well Shadipo caused us loads of problems on the on the, yeah. on the the right as well I thought I thought he was excellent to be honest with you he's um, he's on loan from QPR and, and, and he'll he'll definitely get in their team he just looked great and they had so much going forward and like I say I, I was worried every time that they got in our final third because they did look dangerous mm. and I mean that's a reflection on how far we've come because let's be honest a few months back you know we don't win that game we don't go on even when they're down to 10 men you know, they tightened up and they made it difficult for yeah. us when they went down to 10 men. So, yeah, it, it was one of them. It was, a, as Craig said, colossal and delighted that we've got through it. And yeah, Let's quickly talk about the Royal Rumble, as you just <laughs> called it there, Craig Lee Johnson called it. Whatever was going on, we, we don't know the exact details of what went on, but some of the interviews around it has just been crazy. It sort of took the shine off the performance, hasn't it? I mean, we'll just quickly look at what Carl Robinson's had to say, and he's gave about 20 interviews after the game making a big song and dance out of whatever went on at half-time. Apparently, their goalkeeper got nutted by somebody on our coaching staff. He said that the police would be involved, and the, I think Northumbria <laughs> police have since come out, Craig, haven't they, and said they haven't had any contact yeah. regarding the incident. I mean, it's just a bit weird, all of this, isn't it? I said no, I chat earlier. It feels to me this is just a classic deflection tactic from their manager because the pressure's on. They're, they're, they're fighting for a place in the playoffs that is slipping away at, at present. And, um, you know, rather than talking about that, their fans in particular are all talking about their goalkeeper getting nutted, aren't they? It's, yeah, I, I wonder how much was actually in it. Well, that's it. I mean, you, you see on the, on the pitch nowadays, especially in the Premier League, if there's like a coming together of heads that there's no, no kind of malice in it and perhaps somebody drops to the floor and gets sent off, you wonder whether it's... It's similar that's happened in the tunnel. But I think I found the most interesting comment from Carl Robinson where he was going, you know, I could say X, Y and Z, but I'll know I'll get into trouble. So we've got to keep our dignity. But about 30 seconds prior, he was talking about the referee and why he actually got sent off. And he turned around and said that it was, well, verbatim as words here, it's a bleeping disgrace. Do your bleeping job. Um, and he's kicking off about that. And I just thought, there's there's a certain irony in his comments there and he's going on about our behaviour, but it was pretty audible. You could hear on the stream the way that he was going yeah. on. And then even when the uh the security inside the stadium light were trying to usher him up to uh, turn up a TA, he was still stood there like a spoiled brat. <laughs> so I think um I think Power was pretty much kind of bang on. Like he really summed it up that he's had his fair share of, of stick from them in recent years. So for us to get the last laugh, it was a really good feeling because I think when since we've come to this this level of football it, it, it's like a weird level of snobbery. It's like if you win a game, you're not supposed to enjoy winning the game because you're formerly a Premier League side. You know, you can't over-celebrate a goal. You can't do this, that and the other. If you beat a team, it's because you've got so many unlimited rich resources in comparison to others. And for once, we finally got stuck in and we look like we've got a bit of a streetwise edge trust yeah. now. And I think that's definitely from power as well. You know, he's one of them who's kind of getting in the referee's face a little bit more than he would have in the past. Um, maybe he's encouraging decisions to go away, but I think it was probably summed up best from Lee Johnson that it was a load of handbags. And the reality is it's it's their word against ours, isn't it? If there's no footage, if Northumbria police haven't been contacted, then you know, who knows what'll come of it. But I think Carl Robinson should probably best lay it lie because I'm sure that they've got a busy um, busy run of fixtures that they should be focusing yeah. on rather than us. Who's your money on Nile? Who stuck the nut on the keeper? 
Who do you think is the hardest <laughs> member of Sunderland's coaching staff? Uh, I was thinking about this last night. I know who I wouldn't want to be. Lee Johnson, up. he's not tall enough. I don't think he'd get up to the height of a goalkeeper. Would he, he said he'd be like Scrappy Doo, didn't he? Uh, I, I mean, the the whole sending off thing as well with with uh, Carl Robinson. I think he's just come out and made himself look like an absolute, you know, idiot. Let's be honest. You know, that sending off. I mean, the the referee has got that spot on. The Oxford lads obviously trying to time waste. We all know he's trying to time waste. It's not a head head injury. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the referee's decision. And let's be honest as well. It's not like you know all the Oxford players stopped and there was no one around and it's a tap in from two yards. Ian McGeady's had to hit the ball through about six bodies in the box from twenty five yeah. yards out. But the the other thing they, as well, if you look if you look at the footage, the, it's a Brannigan. He's on the floor and he's sort of remonstrating with the ref on his knees. And as soon as he sees us go to take the free kick, he falls in the heap on the floor. It's like, well, exactly. you know, there was it's nothing not... wrong with him for that five seconds before the free kick. So why does he all of a sudden need treatment? Um, well, it's what uh, we've seen so often at this level. Yeah. We've seen it every week. Yeah. What Craig said before, we've developed a bit of a nasty streak and thank fucking God it's took three years to get this far. For Sunderland to actually, when these teams come to shithouse us, we're giving it a bit back. And that's what, that's what we've done. We've shithoused them. We've... You know, we've done what we've needed to do to get the win. Psychological edge over them. We've we've done whatever we've we've, we've needed to do, and um, execute our game plan perfectly in the end. Um, and and the the sending off offence. I just want to touch on that. The all I think Clinton Morrison on uh, the Quest show on the highlight show on Saturday night was complaining about the fact that the first yellow card. Uh, who got sent off again? Forget the name of the player. Sykes. Uh, Sykes. That's it. Yeah. He he was talking about how it wasn't a yellow card, but what Clint Morrison probably didn't see because he's got that many games to review in the day is that Sykes had got away with three or four fouls before that yellow card. The referee yeah. had clearly told him, you know, this isn't the first time you've made a foul. There's your booking. And but even then I would argue potentially that the second yellow card's two footed, out of control, reckless. I've seen reds given for that straight reds. So regardless of whether he'd been booked anyways, he could have walked. There was no um, protest though, was there? That was the yeah, interesting thing. Yeah. You know, like he even looked himself like he knew that he, he, there was no complaints to be had about it. And like you said, it was an accumulation of fouls. There was the one off the ball um, in the first half. Then then he'd obviously clipped power. He'd, he'd went in on, on Jones. So like you say, you can only have so many warnings. And I think he's fairly fortunate that he got a good three or four sort of bites at it before he got his first yellow mm. card. We haven't been as fortunate of that. I mean, there was a time where we'd go... Oh, Catamola get booked there. Or oh, Catamola get sent off there. And we'd say that just about every single week. So I think the reality is, is they just lost their head. Totally, yeah. You're right. That that really was a reckless out of control challenge that more often than not, you've seen a red card for that in the Premier League. Mm. Lee Johnson pretty much agreed with what I said. You know, I think he said I think there's a bit of deflection going on there. I'd like to draw a line under it. For me, it's a man's game and you can crack on. It's up to anybody else what they want to do, but I'd be careful. It's basically saying these things happen. If you really want to take this further, you're not going to come out with this looking very good either. So you're best off just letting this issue drop. And I think it will. I don't think we'll be talking about this come Monday, come Tuesday. I mean, Sunderland certainly moving on from it. But uh, Oxford might, you know, take a little bit of hatred forward going out of this game. You know, if we ever have to play these dossers again, we might um, we might have this hanging over us, you know. But it was good to see, like you say, Power. Power, you know, clearly hasn't forgotten. Holds a grudge. He's had a bit of crap off them. He said he got a bit of crap off them at half time in the tunnel and he clearly enjoyed his moment. And I think, you know, whatever gives us an extra edge in a game, Niall, take it, don't you? You know what I mean? If 
if if a bit of a, a bit of a ding dong at half times give us a rocket up the arse and I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, well, it was the goal, wasn't it? The goal, the goals, what's give us a rocket up the arse, and, and that's obviously what's caused the hard time. Melly, I mean, they're just they're just they're irritated because of the fact they played so well and they did. And let's be honest, they did play very well and, and they did deserve to go in at half time one 0 up. I will say that, but you know, it's a bit of absolute magic from Jordan Jones, and that's why they're frustrated. I mean, he's absolutely pulled that lad's pants down, hasn't he? Uh, <laughs> you know, he has. It's an unbelievable bit of skill, and then he's pulled it across. Linden Good, it's an unbelievable goal. I mean, Jordan Jones is just absolute. What a player that lad is, and and I'm delighted that he's playing yeah. for Sunderland. I kind of believe he's at Sunderland, and and that's what's caused the melee, and and that's what has, as you say, you know, put a rock up our arse, and we've gone on and mm. and won the game. Anyways, that's enough about uh, about Oxford. I'm sick of talking about them already. Um, let's look at Peter Brother and Peter Brock Craig. Are, uh, this is the game of the season for me. I mean, this this is the moment. I think where both teams are probably looking at it and going, we win here. You know, the, the the path that our season is on is towards promotion because I think I said this last week. It's it's between us, Hull, and Peterborough for those top two spots. Don't see anybody else coming into the mix. And you know, this could really be a watershed moment, couldn't it? Massive, massive game. Yeah, and I think as we mentioned last week, that the the onus is probably now on Peterborough to come in. And win the game. I think with with us picking the three points up on Friday, we we've basically given ourselves the right to go down there, and I don't want to say play for a draw because you know Lee Johnson and Powers both alluded to the fact that we're going down there to win the game, and I honestly believe that is our intentions. But I think if we come away with a point, then the result will be more favourable for us. Mm. It was interesting that Darren Ferguson's kind of come out already to play it down a little bit, saying that's not going to define the season, but I think. Say come five o'clock tomorrow, if Peterborough's beaten us, then I think that he's going to be changing his tune somewhat and basically saying that um that obviously it's going to be advantage them. But no, I think you're right. Obviously, with a couple of minutes to go, we're talking about being in the the automatic spots, and then you know they've went and won with what an eighty ninth minute that was winner. Signal wasn't it? Yeah. So it's it's two. Uh, it was it was a it was gut wrenching to be honest with you because with Hull dropping points as well. But I think the crucial thing for us is obviously is. Um, is a minimum of a point. I I think it's gonna it's gonna leave us coming away with the advantage going into the final weeks of the season. I know there's still a lot of games left, but you've just got to look now at the mentality and the the confidence going into these games. And Niall touched on it earlier that this was maybe a game against Oxford that perhaps we wouldn't have won, but to come behind against a, a really good side and win somewhat comfortably in the end, I think we're going to be going into that really fired up for us and. We've just got to make sure that that kind of as power said, we we'll just look after each other. We we'll make sure that we don't get drawn into any sort of situation like we're seeing against Oxford. We know that the pitch isn't great, so it's it's going to be an interesting to see how it all unfolds. But I think Johnson done well in terms of his game management to make sure that Jones came off with enough time. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. perhaps we're going to see the introduction of Denver Human on Monday as well. So yeah, it's it's massive. I I personally think it's season defining, but I'll be over the moon with a point. Yeah, I was I've thrown it out on Twitter. Asked our Twitter followers, uh, how do you feel about Monday's game? And people are um, people are nervous, like, and and I can see why. But like you touched on before, something Nick Barnes said on the pod this week about how you know we need to start walking around with our chests out a bit, thinking we're we're good, we're, we're the team to beat. Like we shouldn't be scared of anything really, and I can understand why people get nervous, Niall, But we we have to go into this game and think we're going to win. It doesn't matter who we're playing. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's 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 only Peterborough, I'm and I'm saying it's only Peterborough, and we might get beat, but 
I just think sometimes we've got to remember where we are. They're a good team, but I think we're the we're the best team in the league for me. Yeah, I agree. I think um, you know if you look. If you look at Peterborough's forward line and you look at our forward line, yeah, Johnson, Clark, Harris, Morix and uh, Dembele, it, yeah, it's it's very good. Very, very good for League One it is. But I would much rather have Jones, McGeady and Wyke every day of the week. You know what I mean? It, it's it's that simple. I think um, if we go there and we, we have a measured performance, like the Portsmouth one, an absolute you know, professional performance where we dominated from start to finish, never, ever looked in danger, won the game comfortably, you know, if we can replicate that, which we can against Peterborough, I mean, Peterborough, I mean, you know, that they're literally, they're, they're a good side and they deserve to be where they are. But the, the way that some of the media and some of the Peterborough fans are talking about them, like that 7-0 win against uh, Aquin last week, you know, they had, Aquin had half a team out, you know, half the goals were massive mistakes. And I, I just think that, you know, we can go there and I think we've got more than enough to beat them. Yes, I am nervous. Yeah. I am nervous because it's Sunderland AFC. But I, th- I think it's it's one of them where I, I do really believe we've got better players than them. And I do think that we can go there and beat them. And as Craig says, we can't afford a point. But if we win that game, I have no doubts that we'll we'll go up this season and probably mm-hmm. as champions as well. Eddie on Twitter re- replied, said uh, he's starting to fart in lumps just thinking about the game. Um, I'm not that bad. <laughs> like, nah, I'm, I'm confident. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like I've just said, I mean, I'm, I've just looked at the... the Quickly look at the stats from the game with Fleetwood at the weekend, and like say they, they they took a late goal from Clark Harris to to get them the three points. Fleetwood had thirteen shots. If you give Sunderland thirteen shots, we're not going to not score. You know what I mean? Like we we are a better team than Fleetwood, and if they're conceding that much possession and giving them that many opportunities to get shots away, then what's to say they won't against us? You know, they gave up forty five percent of the possession, which is a pretty decent share considering Peterborough the favourites. Clearly, Fleetwood had a lot of the ball. I just think these, if if you look back, and Peterborough are a good team, right? But they they have lost a few games in in the last ten. If you look at the last ten games, I think they lost to Hull, they lost to Blackpool. You know, so decent teams in this league have taken points off Peterborough, um, and it's going to be for my by my reckoning, Craig. I think this will probably just be who can outscore the other because. They've got goals in them, and so have we. I think we've scored in our last twenty three games on the bounce now. So it's a, and two two strong defenses. I mean, they've kept two clean sheets. They've conceded thirty seven goals all season, which is more than us, but still a decent record. Yeah, for the neutral, it's probably going to be tough to call, but I'm still confident that we can go there and and get three points. And I would like to think I've, I'm like I say, I'm just scrolling through those comments on the tweet. People are saying they would take a point. I'd be disappointed with a point, me, and I genuinely would be. I think it doesn't matter that these are a good team in form. We we are we are on such a run now that not winning would be pretty disappointing in my view. Yeah, I mean, I I can understand. I think to be fair, I've um I've read a few bits and I've seen a few people say similar. I think when you get to the the business end of the season, you've you've really got to make sure that that you've you've obviously got to go out there and win your important games. And I think you're right. This is probably going to go one of two ways. It'll either be an open encounter where we're both going to be sort of pressing at each other, um, leaving ourselves maybe vulnerable at times as a result of them, you know, kind of the, the way that you've got two attacking-minded teams. Or on the other hand, it's going to be a boring, cagey nil-nil. But kind of as Niall said, you know, if you go down there and you do your business, that Portsmouth game was a prime example of that. You mm. know, traditionally we go to some of these places and 
we do have you know that nervy underbelly but I think what Lee Johnson has really you know done very very well is he always maintains that focus on the next game you know he, he doesn't let anybody get a couple of steps ahead of themselves and thinking right well if we win this game then you know what about say Charlton or whatever afterwards and I think everybody's focus will be bang up for it again like it's I think it's so unpredictable isn't it because you know you've we've seen Sunderland get into positions like this in the past and, and they've crumbled I think this is really where two three years ago under Jack Ross this is you know kind of that last minute equaliser really derailed us but this is a different Sunderland side now Nick Barnes touched on that didn't he, he said that you know they're, they're they're playing for each other they've got confidence in one another they're grinding yeah. out results in all different ways and I mean if we win this game then yeah I'm I'm absolutely confident that we're, we're going to go on and we're, we're probably going to go on to win the league mm. I think what Hull and Peterborough will be looking at now though is um is they've putting together obviously good runs you know, we've had to come from, from nowhere to get back involved within it. And we're like a bad smell, regardless of how many games they're winning. We're just not going away. Yeah. So, like I said, I think the responsibility is on Peterborough now to, to come out and win this game. Because with us having games in hand, you know, they're going to they're gonna be looking over the shoulder. So, if you ask us for a prediction now, I'm probably going to go for a score draw. But by God, I swear, if we, uh, if we win this game, they'll have to open the pubs a week later. <laughs> Niall, with your last pound, what would you what would your pound go on for the score? Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? I, I hate doing predictions as well, but I, I'll give you one. I think uh, I think we'll win. I think we'll beat them two 0 I think it it it's got a potential, as you said, Gav. It's got a potential to be a big scoreline because they they do score goals, but they've got a, a leaky back four. I mean, if if you look at the the game against Rochdale the other week, I mean, they threw away a two goal lead against a team which is was bottom of the phone table at the time. Um, you know, not scoring goals and, and drew three three against them. So yeah, I I think it really, especially if they if we score early, they're gonna do everything to try and get in, back into the game and they're gonna throw everything at us and they're gonna leave, you know, plenty of gaps in, in with the players and the talent we have going forward, we could easily exploit them. So it's it's one of them. It could really go either way. But prediction, I I'm thinking same again against Portsmouth, hopefully in a, a nice professional performance. Go there, dominate, win two nil. Don't break a sweat. Come back for Charlton the next week. That'll do me. That'll do me. Well, cheers for joining us, lads. Well, I'll be back after the game with the ratings, so I'm praying I'm going to be talking about another win, but I'm sure we will be because I've got full faith in the team and the manager, and why not? How are you then, Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.